following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Shannon, hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Friday edition yeah. of Hanging with the Boys. Yeah. We gotta get. We got to get two days worth of this show in today, fellas, because we won't be on the air Monday because we're playing on Monday Night Football, Cowboys versus Let's go. Cardinals. So we gotta we gotta make it count today. Welcome to the show, Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels. How you fellas doing? We lit, man. It's Friday. It it is Friday. (laughs) God, it's Friday. Friday. I don't I don't know what Nate's doing because my uh, rendezvous link hasn't let me in yet. But it sounds like he's clapping. Are you clapping? Nate Garrett Garrett over here. Nate Garrett. Tell me what you want to, baby. <laughs> uh, Garrett, oh, Newton, Garrett Newton. Man. Yes, sir. Nate, Nate's got a collared shirt on two days in a row. Kurt is not wearing gray or black or, uh-huh. or navy. Wow. What the hell is going on in the show today, man? He's trying to get it in. up on Friday. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Everyone except you. What? Everybody's looking good except you. I know. I'm sloppy today. <laughs> I'm sloppy. Thanks, Kurt, for pointing it out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's Friday. I'm casual. I got, I got my, my loungewear on, too. So, All right, Ooh, fellas. Tommy John's? Not yet. Not yet. But I'm okay. sure I will have All those right. on soon. I'm sure I will have. I can't wait to try their loungewear, actually, because their, their draws are so... Uh, so nice and, and comfortable. So, <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Where, where, which way do we want to go? Stephen Jones had some comments. Uh, was it today or yesterday, Kurt? Uh, yesterday, I believe. Or this morning. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. What were those there. comments? What was his comments, Kurt? Well, he the big one that kind of made the headlines was he feels like this defense is coming around. That was his quote: "Coming around." And that uh, with the new defensive coordinator, just took time to it's taken time to grasp the system. <laughs> it feels like they're they're starting to make progress. Now you may have some of these guys coming back. I mean, do you you think he's just blowing smoke, or do you think there are we seeing progress? Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> no, Jesse. Because <laughs> I'm gonna say the same thing. I'm going to say the same thing. If we can get the middle of our defense fixed, <laughs> you know. Nobody wants to touch that subject, huh? Oh, Steven's, man. Steven speaks about the defense. Mr. Jones, Steven Jones speaks about the defense coming around the corner. You know the saying, uh, it's like, hey, man, there's light at the end of the tunnel when you realize it's not the train. train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's blowing smoke. But Smokey the Bear was around him. He would be pointing his finger at me, <laughs> saying, "You can prevent four or five." 
I remember man. one time we was getting play, getting ready to play the University of Miami. I was a freshman, and the coach used that same thing because we at a black college. We driving from from North Florida, Tallahassee to Miami. So we all get on the buses early, early, early Friday morning, you know. And he said, remember, fellas, you may can't see it, but the further we get, Miami, three, 400 miles, Miami, and it's a light at the end of the tunnel. And when we was on our way back that Saturday night after that 50 to nothing beating, <laughs> <laughs> I hollered up to the front, man, can you keep the lights out, please? <laughs> oh. Wow. Not much, not much faith in the defense going into this week. Then, huh, Nate, is that what you're saying? If they fix the middle of our defense, it will become eighty percent better. Hmm. Just I don't fix see how they do that. the middle of our. I'm serious. Fix the middle of our defense, and we become eighty percent better because now we don't have to play by the chains. What I'm saying, first and ten, we don't have to bring a safety up. Second and five, we don't have to bring a safety up. Third and four, we don't have to bring a safety up. That means the middle of our defense is handling the run. And now you can give all your resources to the back end and you can dictate what happens to you. How do you how do you, you fix the middle of the defense though at this point in the season? Is I mean, are there guys that are effort. out there that are on effort. the couch? Effort. Okay. Mm. Effort. Did you see you don't have to pull down after <laughs> Did you see that uh one of the NFL writers said there's a rumor that the uh, Jets want to trade Quinn and Williams, the big nose tackle. He's a third overall pick in 2019. And, uh, you know, Cowboys always get thrown into the mix with that kind of thing. I mean, do they need to make a trade? Do they need to bring somebody in to fix? Because I don't see how, you know, I don't think Everett's going to do it. I don't see how if they're going to fix that. If we can get four, if we can get him for a four for less, because mm-hmm. I don't even want to go through this. If we can get him for a four for less, then let's give it a try. You you either going to fix what is wrong or we're going to come on every week starting <laughs> our show saying, like we up at, like we up at Wichita, uh, what, what is it, Choctaw? Rolling the dice. <laughs> See, I, I, this, is, this is the way I look at it. You know, they said Ted Williams wasn't a very good manager because he would just kind of tell you guys, well, hit the ball, you know. That's all you got to do is hit the ball. Well, you know, we're not Ted Williams. We're not batting 400, you know. And I think that's kind of, you know, we're saying, well, just give more effort. Just play better. But, I mean, it it may be it is what it is, you know. So how do you fix that? I agree. With no effort, Kurt, you're, you're so right on. With no effort, it is what it is. But I'd say even with effort, it may be it is what it is, you know? Oh, don't so say Kurt, that, man. Wow. So, Kurt, you're, don't you're, say thinking that, Kurt. The, you're thinking the personnel just, the the want to may be, be there. It's just the physical prowess is Ability not there. Ability there, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, obviously we've had questions about the want to, but, you know, you're looking at, you know, Don Terry Poe, he's 30-something years old. you got Tyron Crawford, he's coming off two hip surgeries. You, Played you a little bit better last Gallimore, year. Last you know, Ant- Antoine Woods is, is starting to okay, come up. You know, yeah. So maybe maybe you need more from him, but I just don't know if it's there, you know. Brother, I know something is wrong when the voice of reason is sitting there looking off into space. I know something is wrong. Right? Okay. When, the, when the voice of reason has no voice, something <laughs> yes. is not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Over and over and over. 
<laughs> you three guys have done a masterful job of saying what what needs to be said. So there's no need for me to jump in and say what's already been said ways about this yeah. defense. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask... Um, Jesse, the- don't ask me because you know I'm, <laughs> I'm through, bro. <laughs> I wanted to ask, like, a couple days ago when we were talking about the defense, you know, Mike Nolan moved down from the booth to the sidelines. It sounds like that made a, at least a little bit of a difference. I mean, did yeah. no, 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 it didn't. No, no, stop. Yeah, it did. Yeah, stop, it did. Stop, stop, it's stop. Instead of scoring, stop. scoring 38 points, they scored 27. Stop. <laughs> We gave 34 points to a Giants team. Who yeah. All season. Yeah. Guys, it didn't help. I thought you was going to let us talk, <laughs> Jesse. As a player. Right. <laughs> it, it didn't help. It didn't help. It did not help. And he moved from the Who, me? Hmm. But is, as, how about as players? Do you prefer the coach being in the you know, the coach the, being on the sideline or up, above, up in the booth? I, I, I want production. I, I don't care where you get. I, I used to be into that too, Craig. I used to be like, well, he, he, not a, I think a quarterback coach need to be on the sideline, you know. But I do not believe that the coordinator, as long as the coordinator got a spotter, somebody to say, hey, the ball is perfectly right here, right there, down the distance, and he can concentrate on what plays would be right in this situation, you know. But uh, it's certain, like, wide receiver coach, he need to be down there. You know, quarterback coach, I think he need to be around so he can look through every series with it. But here, the coordinator, man, go up there and see and call the proper defenses and plays. And the players... See, we have went back to the basics of what makes athletes. There's no pop one coach that I've ever been around, dumb or smart, no high school, junior high, a college coach, that if they the first, they don't talk about effort a lot, they'll talk about it at the beginning of the year, and then they'll start weeding out the guys that don't give effort. We are sitting here in week six talking about effort. You know who doesn't yeah. talk about effort, Nate? You know who doesn't talk about effort, Kurt, Shannon, Chris, all the fans that are watching us today. You know who doesn't talk about effort? Winning football teams. <laughs> Winning football teams are not sitting at the podium talking about execution and effort. They aren't. Yeah. Because it's happening. It, it's one of those things that you shouldn't have to talk about when you're winning football games. And those who are talking about it, it it's indicated in their record. So Mike, Mike Nolan coming down on the sideline, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he's on the <laughs> sideline because guess what Mike Nolan is not doing? He ain't stepping across that white line. He mm. ain't filling the A-gap. He ain't doing a pursuit. He ain't, he ain't being in cover too. So having him in the booth, having him on the field, no, field. having him in the hot dog stand, ha- doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, especially when it comes down to your coordinators you don't speak to them. You rarely speak to a coordinator in a game. Unless you're a quarterback, you don't ever speak to a coordinator. You almost mm. never speak to an offensive or a defensive coordinator. You always speak through your, through your position, position coach. Go. 
Yes. They'll come and they'll you. Those are the ones that you'll see on the sideline. You'll look at stuff like that, and then they'll relay, they'll relay the message back to that particular coordinator, whether it be offensively or defensively. Every now and again, depending on who the player is, you may be able to go up to your OC if he is on the field, or pick up the phone and call upstairs with them. But other than that, outside of the quarterback, no one talks to the coordinators. No one. It always because goes through would, your position coach. They would tell you that they have a game to call. Mm-hmm. And it's up to your position. This is the hierarchy. Head coach, head coach, coach, coach the coordinators and get their plan in place. Coordinators filter it out to their coaches, position coaches. Position coaches talk to players. Going back up the ladder. Elite quarterback and all quarterbacks talk to the offensive coordinator. Elite and only elite defensive players and maybe the guy that's calling the plays talk to the defensive coordinator. Elite. Hmm. Other than that, coordinators are not touched during the game. Wow. Now, if he down there cheerleading and tell them how great they are and all of that right there, that's fine. But what's the next play you finna call? <laughs> wow. Well, do you think that any of these guys – Coming back, Vander Esch possibly on Monday. Sounds like Randy Gregory next week. Awuzie at some point. Do you think they're going to make a big enough difference? Or is because that lack of effort, especially in the middle line, so bad that it's really not going to matter much? If if Layton is healthy, which I'm, I'm still struggling to believe that he's healthy enough to go out there on the field on Monday and be productive with only one or two days of practice, uh, full padded, you know, padded practice, studding practice. He can, maybe he can help, but I doubt it. I, I mean, I just doubt that he's healthy enough to play this Monday. Um, I think Randy Gregor will be a help. I do. I, I think his energy, he'll have fresh legs. He'll be coming in trying to prove something. So, you know, but other than that, Nate's been saying it on the mountaintop. When it comes down to this defense, if we don't figure out a way to get that middle of our defense fixed. Nothing else matters because the middle of the defense, if that's not fixed, we don't get proper pass rush, which means we're not getting to the quarterback, which means he has more time to throw the ball. And now he's throwing it against, you know, to receivers who have now been able to run routes for four or five seconds and it's tough for DBs to cover them. So it's going to start up there, that middle being a significant part because they're going to run right to it, play action off of it. So if we don't fix that, I don't think anything else on the outside will, will, will truly help. You think Randy Gregory can go in down there to three technique, first and ten? <laughs> no. I, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being honest. because People don't no. understand. From the, from the outside shoulders of the right and left guard, there's a big eight-foot, five, ten-yard span in there. And if you can run up in there, the quickest way to any goal line that I've seen is straight ahead. And if you can't stop that and force it outside or make it cut back, what, what, are, you, what are you accomplishing? You go get an extra safety you bring down there, that safety has a 50-50 chance if the hole ain't too, if the hole is small enough of making a great tackle. If the hole is wide, the wider that hole is, the worse it is for most safeties. We saw that in Cleveland. So, uh, 
man, it's just every week we, we we back to the same hammering our heads. I feel like <laughs> we hammering uh, our heads to the same thing every week. I know it. Well, uh, let's take a break and let's change the subject because I'm tired of hammering my head. Well, Jesse, go find us a place we can eat. So find a place where y'all can eat. Yes. He, he didn't exclude the fat boy, but anyway, it's okay. Let's talk well, about fat that boy decline. Let's talk about Monday night football. And nice, not nice, maybe even take some Twitter questions if y'all got some fired up. When we come back. Yeah, yeah, Jesse, yeah, Kurt, some Twitter questions. Hang out with the boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. We are back to SWBC Mortgage Living Room, Frisco, Texas. Watching the game in old basketball shorts or baggy sweats is for amateurs, Kurt. If you want to relax like a pro, upgrade <laughs> to the comfort of Tommy John Lounge where I'm it looks awesome. Feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and is machine washable for any unpredictable nacho cheese spill. Shop loungewear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. All right. Let's get back into some football talk. Monday night football. Arizona Cardinals coming to town. Jesse, you said that uh, Larry Fitzgerald is one of your favorite players. Why is he one of your favorite players of all time? He does, he does everything with excellence. I remember following Larry Fitzgerald when he was at Pittsburgh. Yes, and sir. Larry was one of the when, – when, when the league started changing what receivers looked like, 
it was happening around the time that Larry Fitzgerald was coming out. You had guys like Eric Moles, who was a bigger receiver. You always you had the Michael Irvins of the world, but you know the, the the bigger receiver wasn't a thing for a lot of teams. You had guys like Herman Moore in Detroit, who was a bigger receiver. Eric Moles, that was in Buffalo, and then you started seeing the likes of guys <coughs> like Larry Fitzgerald, the six foot three, six foot four receiver, start coming into the league. And I got a chance to meet him in Arizona. I was training in Arizona. And he, done, he does everything with excellence and humility and grace. And when he gets on the football field, he's not talking trash. He's not mouthy. He's not doing all the rah-rah stuff. He is just thoroughly wearing your butt out. And he hands the ball to the ref. And he goes back to the huddle. And he lines up again, and he wears you out. And he has the ball to the ref, and he goes back to the huddle, and he lines up again, and he wears you out. And, it is, and I got a chance, a couple years later, I got a chance to work out. It was a group of guys um, working out. And just to watch him work in the offseason was something of amazement. And you just, you just, you're, you're in awe. You, you know, and this, is, this has become a peer now, but you're still in awe of just... How he went about his everyday work in the offseason, you know, the preparation, the route running, the, the precision, the perfection in which he did it. And you just, you know, you just watch him on the football field and it's poetry. It's poetry, man. The way he run routes, the way he catches the football. And like I said, he just wears you out and doesn't say a word to you all game long. I just I just always loved Larry Fitzgerald on and off the field. Just a complete player that he is in every aspect of the game at the receiver position. I, I know how, that everybody on this show is a big fan of how I always like to share my game day experience with you guys. <laughs> no, we're and, good. And how <laughs> usually I dedicate an entire segment to that. And, I, and Jesse, I too was fortunate enough to meet Larry Fitzgerald one time several years ago on the field. Um, after a game and, and I think Chris Beam has a photo of my experience actually meeting so that's me right there meeting Larry Fitzgerald but, um, awesome for those of Looking you that good. Can't, can't see the photo I'm actually about 20 feet behind him and I'm not meeting him I'm just like looking at him with a green photographer at his butt. so so that's my that's me meeting Larry Fitzgerald Nate <laughs> Did you have somebody when you played that, that played offensive line that you admired or, or kind of, you know, strived to have? Yeah, but mine, you know, mine, was, mine was in college, and he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers named Tyrone McGriff. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a guy that was just like Jesse's talking about, man. He, he worked hard, and I was on defense at the time. And our coaches got mad at me, threw me on the scout team, and I went up against Jerome Sulkin. I mean, against Tyrone Sulkin mad, you know, knowing I should have be, been a starter for that defense. And uh, he, I was just letting him block me, man. And he grabbed me by the shirt collar and said, brother, you better than this. You know, don't you ever, ever. And from that point on, I battled him. Uh, didn't do any good. He was all American. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, he, he, like I said, he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, played a little bit in USFL, had a long career with the Steelers. And that's why I wore number 61, because of him. When hmm. you see a guy that does what, what Jesse talking about and got at Tyrone McGriff, was always a first-class guy, great humility, mm -hmm. and the great ones are. Most of the great ones are. I mean, 
if Mike Irvin had a humidity, humidity, it would be sweet. <laughs> uh, Jesse, why why did you pick? Why, what was your what was the story behind your number? You may have told us before, but I don't remember. Oh, number nine, or which one? Yeah, in college. Well, uh, college and and pros. Well, num- in college, it was all about Peter Warwick. I, I love watching Peter Work play at Florida State. Oh, man, um, sweet, bro. I, I wanted to go to Florida State so bad, but they never recruited me. They never came to New Jersey. They, they were like, listen, we got enough Florida boys down here. We don't need to go up north to recruit no kid from Jersey. <laughs> uh, but I love to watch Peter Work. I could never do what he did, that stop on a dime. And do, I could never do that. Um, oh, it was sweet. And then when I got into the, uh, when I got into the league, it was, well, let me say this. I didn't pick 16. 16 was given to me by Michael Irvin. When I won the show, that was a jersey that they had. It might have been a giveaway because the jersey was number 16 when they showed it in the preview, so it was probably going to pick a receiver anyway. Um, so, yeah, so they gave me that number. But in return, I made a little, I, I made a little, um, little thing from it. When you talk about like um, the numerical Bible numbers, five in the Bible is grace. So six minus one minus right. six is five. So I got right. a little, so God showed me a little grace and said, <laughs> I'm going to pull you from being a security officer and let you back into the NFL. Thank you, Lord, for giving me some grace. And then one plus six is seven. Seven is the number of completion in the Bible. And so that was my, that was my completion of that, of that mission that I had to go through. I had to go through this thing of, of being taught these different things. And I got back to the NFL Again, still the only player in NFL history to ever get in from a reality TV show. So that's why 16 was, was special to me. What, what's the, how, do you, how do you select your number? I know you pick a number, but do the equipment guys call you? Do you call them? Does PR come to you? How do you, how do you get your no, number? They give you a number. When you in when you Nate and you Nas si- situation, you get what the hell you they get, give you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. if you just so happen to make a roster – then maybe you can go in there nicely and ask them, hey, I saw that this number was available. Is it okay if I get it? But when you in Nate and I situation, you don't get to pick. They, you, hey, here, 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 undrafted guy, they could have gave me number 101. I would have wore it with pride. Um, <laughs> when you're a first rounder, you kind of got a little bit more of a selection process. But when you like me right. and Nate, when you at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, Hell, they may just give you a T-shirt and, and, and a Sharpie and write, you write your number on it yourself. But, yeah. They say, homeboy, you just got trucked. Yeah. Hey, I say. <laughs> <laughs> homeboy, you, know, you just got trucked. When we, go to, when we go to training camp, you know, there's so many. They have, you know, what, 90 guys on the roster at training camp. So they, a lot of guys double up on numbers. And then they, mm-hmm. there's a couple of numbers that the Cowboys will never – you'll never see a player wear 12, 8, 22 yeah those numbers and if 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 a a guy in training camp has one of those numbers you're like yeah he there there's a very 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 good chance that he's not gonna make the final (laughs) roster (laughs) because if they are he's 67 boy that was a miserable year had to wear 67 man and uh dude named cooper had the right tackle cooper he was starting and he retired well, you talking about ran up there the next morning, <laughs> bro? Can I get that sixty-one? <laughs> Why didn't you I like sixty-one? Why didn't you like sixty-seven? 
Man, because like you said, that was a everybody got cut in that number. <laughs> <laughs> that was a venture cut number, bro. Then Russell Maryland, I think, wore it and wore it for a long time. Gotcha. And six seven. They used to just look at me with that number. I'm like, man, six seven is a dreaded doom number around here. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the experience like on uh, for Monday night football? Is that a game? Do, do the fans make more of a big deal out of players getting up for that game, or is that really a game that that it's a different energy, the world and a different used to atmosphere? Be watching you, Shanna. Mm-hmm. The world, you was the last game of that week. You Monday night closed out the week, and, and and you were privileged to get on there. Now they let everybody win, lose, or draw. <laughs> you know, I have no goodness about you. But before you had to earn the right to be on Monday night football. Now it's just okay. Anybody can get on it. So, but that was the last game of the week. You had you supposedly the best announcers. Uh, other teams were watching you. Other yeah. players were watching you. You know, and uh, and if you as a fan in your city, that's a special night. That was an extended weekend of football, and your fans were oh man. You know, Dallas gonna be on Monday Night Football a couple of times or. Or whoever's gonna be on, you know, and everybody else, like, you know, in the Miami Dolphins at that time, or Detroit, like, we ain't never been on Monday Night Football. It's been eight years. <laughs> you know, now nah, he's like, hey, hey, man, let's throw the two worst teams in the league on Monday yeah. Night Football. It's kind of lost its luster these yeah. past few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, unfortunately. I think the, th- the thing that fans miss, like, don't understand about Monday Night Football, while the game is exciting, it's a night game, everyone's watching. Most people hate night games. Most players, I should say, have, hate night yes, games. Because you got to wait, you gotta all wait day mm-hmm. long. Like this, you know, and coaches try to have all these meetings and they try to do all this kind of stuff. You just like, dog, let's go. You know, you watching the <laughs> clock. You try to take a little nap. It, you know, and some guys are able to. Some guys have like the little nervous jitters. Um, so you just kind of waiting around all day long. He's just like, come on, dog. Let's just get this game over with, because, you know, you because normally you wake up, you wake up at you know six, seven o'clock in the morning. You have your breakfast, you do a meeting, you know, and you go and do something else, and then you go back and lay down for a little while. Then they come back and do a little another meeting later on around lunchtime, you know, just a refresher, and then you you know it, it's just an all day thing, man. When you just like, boy, let's just get this thing rocking and rolling, because I'm tired of waiting. Twenty percent of your energy gone. Twenty yeah. percent of your energy. So you got to really reboot when, when, you know, when you get there, you got to start rebooting yourself, you know, because waiting 20 percent of your energy just burned up just sitting there waiting patiently, trying to trying to not to overhype yourself. You know, did y'all like did y'all like noon games or three o'clock games better? I like noon games because uh, you, you get there, you get it done. You beat the opponent and it's done. But once you, like I say, back in the day, you know, we was guaranteed after my second year, third year, we was 3 o'clock every game. And so we weren't getting no noon games, you know, unless we was going out to the West Coast or something like that. And uh, and so you, you, it was easy to adjust. But whatever it is, you want to be on a schedule. If Guys that are used to noon games, they're used to noon games. I know why Nate likes noon, like noon games back in the day because if he was on the road, you have a noon game, you still get back home in time to party after the game. Late game. Nate was partying no matter what. Sunday night, when that plane touched back down at DFW, 
Nate, <laughs> Mike, uh, 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 who, who everybody. else? Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. We was kind of all single back then. It didn't matter, bro. Party all, right. all the time. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was a race to the White House. My girl likes to party <laughs> all the time. Party all. all right, let's take our last break. When we come back, I don't... Maybe we'll talk some real football, Shannon. Nice, not nice, may not last very long. So we may take some Twitter questions in this last. I got some Twitter questions. <laughs> we, we, all right, we'll do Twitter questions and a couple of nice, not nice things when we come back last segment. Hang it with the boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back, SWBC Mortgage Living Room. Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, and tour AT&T Stadium. You can tour it any day that you want. It's the home of the Dallas Cowboys Jesse can tell you how nice the locker room is. You can run on the field. You can see that <laughs> locker room and a lot more. AT&T Stadium Tours presented by SeatGeek are available every day. Visit attstadium.com for details. All right. Let's I'm get looking, into some I'm looking Twitter at the questions. Jets and the Cardinals. I'm looking, hold on. I'm looking at the Jets and the Cardinals, Shannon. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm looking at Le'Veon Bell, and today he's a Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> wow. He's living well, right, isn't he? God, I'm like, this ain't fair. How's that happen? This ain't fair. Oh, but anyway, I'm sorry, Shannon. Go ahead on. I got to quit if looking you, at that tape. All right, so let me ask you guys this. If you, were a, if you were a running back that was getting traded or just any position group person and you could pick what team you wanted to go into the NFL right now, 
Which team would you pick and why? The Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. Why, Jess? If I'm an offensive player, they have the they have the best quarterback in the league. They have the mm-hmm. one of the if if not the best top three best coach slash play designer slash in game play caller in the league in Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid. And there is weapons all across the board. I mean, everybody has a chance to eat. I don't I don't have to be the man. I can just come in and like like Le'Veon Bell. Think about this. When Nicole Hartman runs a go route and it's Timmy Watkins running the go route and Cheetah's on the other side running a go route and Travis Kelsey is taking the middle of the field holding that safety, Le'Veon Bell would be by himself one-on-one underneath with a linebacker. What? That is, <laughs> that is crazy. Like, so, yeah, it would, be, it would be Kansas City for me. As a receiver, I want to go to Kansas City because why not? Patrick Mahomes, mm. Andy Reid, uh, Eric Bieniemy. Let's go. That makes sense. Kurt, I know you're mm. going to Kansas City because you're a homer and you like bar- the barbecue up there. Any sure, you betcha. No, I mean, just like Jesse said, they're a fun, exciting offense. I mean, man, Bell just had that. He went from the Jets to the Chiefs. God, he's Jeez. living right. Yeah. Nate, outhouse, where are you going? To the pit house. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to the Seattle Seahawks because their offensive line ain't that good. And I'll go up there and beat everything. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle Seahawks ain't got that good offensive line, and they got that quarterback and, all, and the running back. And they, it, Come on, bro. I, I, and they love to slow the clock down. Oh, man, I, I'll, go to, I'll be up, go up to Seattle and be all world. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. I don't know. I don't even feel right playing nice, not nice this week. Like, I don't even want to do it. So, let's just take Twitter. As long as you don't stay away from a certain part of, the, of our team, <laughs> it can be a great show. It can be okay. a great nice, All right. not we'll, nice. We'll do a couple. We'll do a couple. Oh, based on the limited amount that we've seen this guy, Andy Dalton, nice or not nice? Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'll go nice. I think that's, you know. He better be nice. Yes. Nice. And yeah, we're going just on what we've seen. I mean, nine nine of eleven for over hundred yards and, and a game a game winning uh, drive. That's nice to me. Yeah. All right. By the I way, a, I got a funny uh, funny Twitter from uh, Chad C seven six. He wanted to let you know one. He wanted to let you know that Andy Dalton's nickname is actually Red Rifle. Yeah, we don't I don't care. I don't care. I screwed Croc that up. And then, Crocs rocking around here. <laughs> then did you see? Uh, did you see our man Geo's reply to that? He said, "If we win with him, it's going to be red stripe because we'll all be drinking." <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, that's pretty funny. That's pretty oh, and, good. Uh. And, th- and thank you to everybody that tweeted us uh, hibachi versus hibasu photos. Those were pretty awesome so i was trying to tell jesse's name was habasi but abusi but he was born at first i did i said but jesse's a habusi you like ah, bachi, i don't care ah. <laughs> yeah so well, i said all right we flooring it baby <laughs> somebody gonna tweet us they tweeted us on dentario what do you think about um let's see dalton schultz so far Nice, not nice. Nice, nice. He's a nice, nice little, nice little fit for all the other guys. When you cover up everything else and leave him with a with, with that uh, second linebacker, first linebacker, he nice, nice. 
I agree. This is a guy you weren't even sure would be, was going to be the second string tight end. I think he stepped mm-hmm. up pretty nice on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Nice across the board. Nice for me as well. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, All been right. playing, he's been playing pretty pretty decent. What about the offense? For you. What's that? Okay. You, nice or not nice, uh, Fossil, the special teams coach. Mm. Not nice. <laughs> Ooh. All right. I thought might we get some grace in there, but okay. No. 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 Stinky. It, 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 when you just say, hey, players, play it, play it straight across the board. You ain't got to do nothing expe- exceptional. Just play it straight across the board. And then we see the New York Giants complete, at least complete the pass. They made, we, Corey Flemings had some residue left on him and messed it up. But they just threw the pass, the same pass we tried four, two weeks ago. They completed it. Nah, not nice. <laughs> what about the offensive so, line as a whole? The whole group. Nice for me. Nice. Mm. I mean, you haven't had your two tackles. Your left guard is still struggling. You've lost your starting center. Two, both starting centers. And you got a rookie. Nice. Coach Philbin is doing a great job. Just just tweak a few things where we can run maybe four or five times. And let's go. Nice for me. That's what I've seen. I think so, too. I mean, especially, again, like Nate said, all the injuries, the expectations, I think they're playing above what you thought they would. Jesse? This is what I visualized two or three years ago, fellas. This is what 25 teams or 24 teams in the NFL is working with this type of offensive line. Yeah, I think it is work. bad. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, 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 man, I'm looking right at. I'm looking right at. I'm looking right at the Jets. I'm looking right at the Jets. I mean, yes, the sir. Jets do. They have a nice tackle. They got a nice left tackle out there. The big ticket. He gonna be all right. He, he's all right. We got a nice right guard. I, I just said I would like to okay. go to Seattle because their offensive line is sorry. What makes them <laughs> is that quarterback. I can't argue. I can't argue against a three-time Super yeah. Bowl champion offensive lineman. So anything that I say opposite of what you said about the offensive nah, line, just, nah, almost nah, makes nah. me. No, it does. It almost makes my, yeah. my 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 you know whatever I have to say invalid because that's your specialty. I wasn't going to say not nice. I was going to say more of a grace. Grace, and okay. Grace. We would we would we would really see what they're made of this week with Andy Dalton back there, and now you're gonna have to get a little bit more Zeke Elliott going as well. But I'll I'll concede to 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 your expertise and your greatness and your knowledge of that position and go nice. Let's All put right this there. in caps. Let's put Look this in there. caps. This what I am saying is simply this right here. When you have an elite quarterback, or you have elite talent around an average offensive line, it can work. Andy Dalton can make it work. The coaches can make it work. You know, you look at teams, you know, the Detroits of the world. I'm talking about guys with the same record. Maybe you like the team and don't like the team. But I've seen a Steelers team years ago had A.B., had uh, Bell, and the quarterback. And the young guy that, that's the number one for them now, the offensive line wasn't that great three, four years ago, but they were still competing and they were still in the playoffs. You, we've seen Russell Wilson come in here with a little of nothing, not even a running back.
Close out. Yep. Close out, Shen. Oh, we had a technical oh. difficulty. We're back, so let's <laughs> hurry in case we lose power again. I, Real quick. Let me, let me ask some of these questions because we asked Twitter for some questions. I would hate to, I would hate to diss right. them. Okay. Um, Move them fast. Let's go through this quickly. We got, let's go through them quickly. Uh, I got Debo59. Remember when Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy made Matt Flynn look like Joe Montana against Dallas? Can he do the same with Andy Dalton if he calls the plays? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he can. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, this one. Uh, this one is from. I don't know what this says, but it says like Mike is his name, and it says what would having a lack of competition in practice, the DEs going up against the rookie tackles, for example, hurt performance in games. Yes, and mm-hmm. around the league, it still come down to the mental preparation. Because we've had we got veteran guys at all our positions across the front, and now that came uh, that's just a lack of effort. Mentally, they should have been ready for the game. Thank you. <laughs> Agree. I'm ready, Jesse. Let's go. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> no, no. Come on, Jesse. Right. Do you want to dish the folks? Cow- are the Cowboys in trade market for anybody on the defensive or offensive line? Mm. As long as they as long as it's low lower fourth round pick, we can't give up none of the assets because we gotta go all defenses off here. Go ahead on, next one. <laughs> I, I think Joe, this should be. Has Joe Thomas been more consistent than Jalen at linebacker? It is an advantage mm. that Dalton has three games uh left against his former division, the AFC North. That's an interesting mm. question. We should get into more of that. That's an interesting question. When the when we face an AFC North team, we might dig into that more. I would yeah, think it would help. It can't hurt. Help who, Brian? Help who? Help us, Andy Dalton, because he's seen that defense for the last... Man, they ain't worried about that foolishness. Let's go, man. <laughs> Just let the head coach call the game. Now, come on, let's go. Wait. Wasted segment. Wasted last three minutes of the show, Nate. You just, you just burned the last three minutes of the show. Real quick, before we get out of here, thank you for the question, Jesse. Right. Thanks for everybody that submitted them. Cowboys, Cardinals, score. Nate. We'll win the game. By how many? Ooh. We'll win the game. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Go ahead on, Kurt. Uh, I originally picked Cowboys to win, but I think I'm picking against them now. Whoa! Just too much. Whoa! Too many unanswered questions. Too many unanswered too, questions with too, the defense. Too, mu- and too much Kyler Murray talk on this show this week. To talk right. right out of it. It's going to be a shootout, and we have yet to see Dalton in a shootout. So I just think there's too many question marks. So it'll be close, though, like, you know, 34-33. 34-33, Cardinals. Jesse? I got Cardinals 31, Cowboys 21. Woo! Mm. Oh, and I am going to go. You know what? I'm going to give these boys a chance. I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to let them prove me wrong. I'm going to go Cowboys. 31, Cardinals, 27. I'm going to go Cowboys this week. I'm going to let them try to prove me wrong. I'm going to have some faith in them this week. It's been fun, fellas. Next, we'll be back Tuesday. We won't be here Monday, so I'm going to miss you. We get a three-day break from each other, so (laughs) y'all take care. Take care of yourself. Jesse, we'll see you tonight at dinner. Nate, thanks for being here. Kurt, thanks for Thank joining you. the show. Jesse, Looking keep good, them, Jesse keep them guns popped. Let's tonight. go. All right, this has been Hanging with the Boys. Thanks, Chris B., for keeping us on the air. We'll be back Tuesday. Peace. Yeah.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, guys?